Don't tell anybody. All right, check one, two. We are we are live. We're live, everybody. Hey, hello, hi. Don't worry, we'll sign autographs later. Good morning. <laughs> hey, Charlie. Great, Charlie. Uh, we are live here on the packaging podcast extravaganza show. Second annual. Second edition. annual. Uh, feels pretty good. You know what's sad? It's a sad moment for me. I lost my wig. <laughs> I don't know where it went. There's not even a website to go order these things from. You I can't just go. Wigs.com didn't sponsor you like we did. No. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I do like the Specrite hat. And bald is beautiful. Uh, so we're here at the South Upper, Paul, uh, 7670 at the Specrite booth, as you can see behind us with the lovely lighting. And I'm joined by Laura Fodi. Laura is the newly appointed, freshly minted chief marketing officer. Do I have this correct? It's been a year. It's been a year? No way. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. Yep. Well, it's still new. It's still new in the grand, in the grand cosmos yeah, of time. Yeah. yeah. What is still relatively new with our podcast that we launched, to be on the shelf. Um, we're at almost, I think we might have crossed 30,000 downloads. Hey! I think what excites me about Yeah. I feel like there's so much energy and and just maturity. Yeah. Well, maturity we bring it down a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah a little sure. bit, but we keep it fine. Yeah, yeah. So what are what have you guys noticed as kind of overall show trends? I want to introduce Corey and Avelio. Can we do that? Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, thanks for not telling me that we were going badgeless. I look over and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, nerd. I know. Nerd alert. Corey, yes. who is a man who needs no introduction, the most famous yeah. face in packaging. The host of the Sustainable Packaging Podcast. And I think, uh, and, the, and then Avelia Matos. I like your, your word of mature, because what I'm seeing in the sustainability side is the things that were here last year or in Chicago uh, at this show were just getting started and now they're maturing and it's really cool to see companies actually putting them into use and using these new sustainable items and having success with them and showing that sustainable packaging can be as strong and as good or even sometimes better than the old versions so yeah, i'm super excited for uh sustainability central uh, that, that's like a, a great area just sponsored by its project brought to you by Fusio. Uh, and what was cool about it was that nobody in Sustainability Central paid to be there. Yeah. They were all handpicked and then they had Apple certification, they were reviewed. So you walk through there, nobody's paying, nobody yep. is uh, pushing any type of greenwashing because it has right. to be Real stuff like scrap. Yeah, yep. scrap is down there. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of people. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I was talking to a few people who saw my food and I've heard of a new job function that I don't really associate with packaging. Yeah. 
they've been talking to their chief legal officers a yeah. lot because of all these uh, sustainability regulations. Yep. Yeah. And so I think, you know, not only to your point, are we not seeing greenwashing on solutions, but companies are getting really serious about we have to comply, yeah. we have to pay fines or taxes. And so the importance of packaging data, which we talk a lot about, is really coming to the forefront. And when I talk about the maturity of solutions, when I start, this is going to be my fourth pack expo. Wow. My first pack expo, when I ask people, you know, what's your biggest problem? You know, it took about 10 questions to get to the spectrum. And I, I asked someone here, never met them before, I said, what's your biggest problem? And they said, our spec data is, is all over the place. So the awareness of the problem, I think because of sustainability regulations, not only sustainability, things like allergy claims, other types of claims for yep. whatever industry, modernization of cosmetics regulation act, there's just so much coming at packaging people today. And I think it's really elevating the role of organizations. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, I've mentioned this before, but it seems like more and more as we've been able to partner with Specrite, the the amount of people who almost are like em, almost embarrassingly like, yeah, actually, I don't know much right. about my packaging data. And I gave a talk last week at the Commerce Catalyst Conference in, in Salt Lake. And I and I just asked, like, who who has control of your who who controls your packaging data? And these are all brands. And it was almost exclusively it was outsourced to a contract manufacturer which was outsourced to a, a, a broker or a distributor which was outsourced to a vendor and that you know that and it was like nobody knew i'm like what if you had to pay a tax on that tomorrow yeah. how would you go about getting it they're like i i don't know um which i think has been cool i was just talking with uh, a friend of mine joe ratliff who works for a competitor, Frankston Packaging, but Joe's awesome, we'll give him a little. Uh, but I was telling him about the Specrite Network, and I was like, listen, I don't wanna make you guys great, but you should probably be great at this because this network I think is going to honestly be pretty transformative in how brands and suppliers like Myers, like Aurora, like Velio's, uh, IDP Direct, jeez, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Finally got it. I got it. I nailed it this time. <laughs> Normally, Charlie cues me up, but it's always like, I'm Ron Burgundy. Nice job. He always, who put the question mark in the teleprompter? Um, <laughs> but, you know, like we all work for suppliers. And I think that this has been a really cool matur maturation. Yep. Is that a word? That's the word, right? Mm. Of Specrite, even to be able to start including, the, you know, the, the low life vendors like so, us into the network. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, it's in our DNA. Right. Our founder, Matthew Wright, was a packaging supplier. True. And he realized it was bad for business for him to have specs that his customers didn't because he'd make the wrong thing, no one was on the same page. So a little bit about Specrite Network for those uh, new to the conversation. It allows suppliers to digitize and share data and documents with their customers. And what's really fun for us is in the booth, you know, I'll talk to someone who's a customer and they go, Oh, I know Nancy, she's one of our suppliers or she's one of our customers. So the need to share this information is very real and there's no there's no value in not doing that well right yeah this isn't a value in doing sharing data inefficiently through email or spreadsheets and what i think is going to be the big driver for a network is sustainability your suppliers will need to provide you this data to comply with taxes and regulations so if you can share it digitally in a single source of truth and know that that data is accurate and verified and traceable it's going to be a competitive advantage 
the packaging suppliers who start to get ahead of this. Yes. It'll be a value add for, for the brands they serve. I mean, you guys are on the other side of that industry. Do you, do you have the same perspective on this? Couldn't agree more. It's totally necessary. It's a huge uh, spot in the uh, supply chain that's just a hole. It's just not there yet. Uh, and you guys are filling that with an opportunity for all of us. It's very exciting. Right. Exciting. It's a good point because whenever I, I was talking to a, a chief transformation officer at Heineken, and she's like, scope three. Name drop. Everyone's talking about <laughs> it. Boom. Stacey thinks awesome. She's yeah. She's doing a lot around integrating sustainability with the whole business model. It's fascinating. She has a cooler title than all of us, by the way. She's way cooler. She's a transformer. She's way cooler. Yeah. But, you know, she was talking about scope three, and that's the one I always hear people bring up because it's your supplier's data. Right. Right. That's and that's the data we're talking about. Like this, it's coming. The wave of needing to share it. It's just going to be. Is this going to be a pain point for your business? And are you going to make it easier or more difficult for your customers to work? With? Right. So I think we're at a an existential point where some companies will get ahead of it, like you guys are, mm -hmm. and embrace it, and then other companies will, will resist. But no matter how you feel about it personally, the, the regulations are driving it. Well, and there's there's something to be said about the clarity and the transparency of the data. Not, I mean, the regulations are going to drive it 100%. Also, I, I, I talk about this a lot, like, especially, like, I'm, I'm from the label industry, right? Which isn't as exciting, but I love it. You know, stickers Nerd. are cool. Oh. Hey. Sorry. No, see, I can hear you I'm just because you don't have headphones on. <laughs> but I would always encourage... Uh, our customers to help us qualify different specs because right. we need to be able to go to our manufacturers and pull in from different places, drive price pressure down if we have to, you know, kind of create competition that way. But it, but if you're not flowing it back the other way with transparency, then you're actually doing your customers a disservice because you're hoarding the data because you think you're going to make more money and it's not true. The more transparent you are as a supplier, actually the, the the more money you can make, the more profit you can make because you can qualify different specs and you can go help them out. And actually build trust. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. The, the other part of network that we really should talk about is, um, you know, what's in it for the supplier, right? Because it's like, yeah, it's making it easier for you to share data if you need to, but it's also this idea of expanding your catalog to, to customers. So like, the, the, what I think about is in spec, right, you can search for any spec. When people are on spec right network, you could search for any spec across any supplier. So if I'm a customer of yours and we're buying this type of label today, but I need a different kind of label, I could search your specs right. and say, does this exist? And I could start to discover and come to you and say, hey, Adam, I saw, saw you guys make this. I'd love to talk about it. And so it's that, you know, visibility and connectivity of solutions because 
I mean, you guys can't talk to every customer every day and tell them about every single new solution. Right. How do you enable people to have more awareness of the things you're launching? You know, yep. you, what are you guys doing at Landsberg? You know, the importance of new innovation and communicating yep. that to customers. Yeah, we have a, a bi-weekly announcement of new things that we're promoting and providing. Um, but what if that could be all online and automatic and searchable? Yeah, what a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you go to Google and you're looking for a product. Google.com. G-O-O-G-L-E dot C-O-M. I've never heard of it. Some solutions are open. Yeah. Why, why can't you do that for marketing? should. You know, why only search within your company? You can search across your entire supply chain network. Even maybe with people you're not doing business with yet. Right. Discovering new solutions. So it's all about accelerating innovation and to your point, kind of collaboration across the value chain. But yeah, this is, this is the exciting and, and to Avelio's point about fear, you know, I could see where there would be suppliers who would be like, well, if, if other people's customers can find me, that means my customers can find someone else. And to that, I would say, if your relationship and your supplier base, of course they can. Right. They already can. It's just hard because packaging, we're not great at marketing ourselves, which is what we're trying to do a little bit differently. Yeah. But if you are afraid of that, that they're going to find a supplier on the Specrite network, then <laughs> Avelio's pretending to be a big deal. Was that Charlie? <laughs> just waving at random people. Uh, but if you're afraid of that, you're going to lose that customer anyways. That's what I would say. I would also say to them, and some people can find you. Exactly. I mean, it I mean, cuts both ways. It cuts both ways. And like, but, you know, I don't think, I've never met a company that's like, I'd like to spend more money to acquire customers. Right. Not one. That's the biggest challenge. And the other thing too, which, which we should talk about, is labor shortages. I cannot stop hearing about how no matter how high they're raising interest rates, unemployment is still at an all-time low. Companies, especially in our industry, are struggling to find the next generation of people. And Very so true. We can't continue to throw our music. We have to think about selling differently. Right. Selling smarter. I mean, you guys are so close to this. Are you experiencing this talent shortage? Yeah. I mean, there's from a sales perspective, I think you always have to be, whether or not there's an abundance of salespeople or not, right? The more efficient you can do a job, the, the better off you're going to be as a company. And so uh, I, I think there are still, because of consolidations that have happened, there are still some pretty talented salespeople who are out there. Um, and, and certainly you can come work at Myers if you'd like to, uh, but, but to, when you can mix talent, like, you know, I, I know Avelio loves basketball, so you love it. Um, but I, I often think about Michael Jordan, right? Like what's that? Yeah. The cleats in basketball. Yeah. When they score the field goal units, it's his favorite moment when they won the, the super champions. Yes. Um, but I think about someone like Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant who had talent, but they they worked efficiently and correctly, and that's how they became great. So equipping good salespeople with efficient and great tools that they then embrace can only help them get better and can help people who maybe aren't as like naturally gifted, whatever that means in sales. Yep. Um, it can help them grow in their careers as well. So I think it's a win-win anytime you can drive efficiency there. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Laura Sams, yes. who is uh, holding it down behind the, the camera while waves of people are walking by and <laughs> they're trying to they're trying to get access over here. And she's just like, no. Yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah, that's a good segue because we just launched a brand video today that Laura. I know. 
Nice job, Laura. Uh, the video is called uh, Spec Right versus Spec Wrong. And it's all about illustrating the problem of a lack of specification management, right? Because what we typically find is if you're listening, you're like, yeah, this is a pain point, but how do I tell my boss that this is important? How do I illustrate the before and the after of doing this? And it follows a fictional company called Margarita Manufacturing, and they're trying to bring a triple-decker pizza to market. Sounds great. It's got to go fast. It's got to be fast. It's got to be sustainable. Yep. And Blake, you know, the new head of operations, goes and starts to work with packaging persons, procurement person, and supply chain person to make this happen, and discovers that disconnected data and disconnected systems are holding them back. And then moving to spec right, you see them go from operating in silos to being on the same page, having data and a single source of truth, and how at the end, you know, I don't want to give it away, you'll have to watch the video, we'll drop it in the links, <laughs> but they come together as a team to make it happen. Right. And I think that's so important of showing people there's a better way, not just telling them. So right. I also, you know, you guys got a sneak peek of it. Did it resonate with you? First of all, that's my last name, and I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't use it so flippantly. <laughs> okay? Because you have to you have to ask me these things, oh, right? Trade I'm not just like, I need a massage on my photies. I don't just <laughs> say that out loud, all right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was awesome. Um, I love Very the creativity good. behind it, uh, the personas behind it. I think we can all resonate with having worked with yeah. before. Do you know some of those people? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Common frustration in most companies we work with is wait where's my, the oh go ahead sorry my favorite part though is the i think it was the actress who played the packaging barb actually worked in the packaging industry which is amazing it's uh it's from it's from the lord above that so that happened we, we did like we had i think 500 people apply to be cast in this it's like a movie level i love production. it and we watched this woman and we're like oh my gosh she nailed it yeah. Like she nailed it. And then we find out the day there, she's like, Yeah, we're a packaging company. We're like, no wonder. <laughs> we're like, no wonder you get this. You have lived this. Um, and that was just really special to have you know someone in the industry kind of be a part of it, even though we didn't expect it. There's, yeah. There's people packaging who act on the side. Like that. Yeah. Yes. I have been in two movies. Really? Nobody yes. knows. Wait. Do you tell? I was an extra in uh, Men of Honor and Kindergarten Cop. That's <laughs> oh, the same story. Same story. Same. Yeah, watch them both. We're going to have so much time to film. Yeah. And drop that in. He's seen it. Yeah. I'll watch it. He sent me a picture. Yeah. That is perfect. So you, He's you, not aged. We're, we're ready. Next, yeah. next movie. I'm in. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I'll be in the background making faces. Yeah. Um, well, this has been great. Uh, I know we've got a couple of things happening later this afternoon. I'm a little, uh, I'm wondering how well this is actually streaming because the internet's a little like, meh. So apologies if you're trying to watch this and we sound robotic again, but we're doing our best. We'll make sure to post the actual, we're recording the actual live video. Um, but the three of us, along with uh, Jay Quinn, and uh, Brent from Fusnio. Uh, we're gonna be on at two o'clock Pacific time, Sustainability Central, North Hall, talking about rad stuff that we see here at the show. Yep. Uh, so um, that's gonna be really great. And then I know the incomparable Matthew Wright yeah. has, has two sessions, right? Dos, dos Sessionis, <laughs> did I nail it? Yeah. One, <laughs> I, was, I was Italian. About, 
I'll have my kids sign the books, actually. It is, yeah. I have like, I think like 15 more copies. I know. And the best swag in the show here. Well done. Oh, yeah. Well, we got the hat. Hats. I do. Tell me. <laughs> Tell us. Right. Oh yeah. It's super cool. You know, you wear it, you can wear it as a fanny bag, you can wear it across your chest, put your phone in here. It's great for like concerts. Um, and yeah, it's great for the show. Perfect. I actually took one right in front of first. Oh. So uh, stop by, yeah. Yeah. grab, grab crossbody slash fanny pack. Love it. Grab treasure hat. But yeah, loves and then we're on the lanyards this year too, which I'm super excited about. Oh yeah. About. Yes. Uh, thanks to Pam and I for allowing us the opportunity to sponsor that. Um but we're really maybe. Thank you, Laura. The second annual podcast extravaganza. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Dose annual. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, check out. Uh, if you're here at the show, come check out Specrite South Upper 7670. If you're watching this on recording, we've got with Belio Matos. Sustainable packaging with Corey Connors. All right. And sustainable packaging with Corey Connors. <laughs> Dang it, I blew it again. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie with the teleprompter. Now. People Packaging Podcast with Adam Peak. Thanks everyone for tuning in and watching. Come say what's up with the show. We'd love to uh, say hi and uh, yeah. yeah, kissing babies, the whole thing. Awesome. He's like, no, I don't I don't want an autograph. See you everyone. Bye, guys.